And the show started. Plants. They're what's for dinner? Good teaser. <laughs> Even though I don't know we're going to talk about that at all, but it's uh, I like it. Uh, a lot of vegans and vegetarians will love that intro. Thank you, Steve. Um, you're welcome. Hello, Jared. Hello, Steed. Long, long time no talk. Well, it's been a week at least. Yes. We did not just talk for 10 minutes before this and um, for about an hour and a half last night. Yeah. No, that that <laughs> may or may not have it. We did not record that, though, to be fair. I did. I always record our conversations. That's a good idea. So I have a separate. Later. Well, I have a separate podcast. Oh, what's that called? Uh, Knob. Skip. Knob skip. I thought it was going to be called Steed Show. I think any show you do should be called Steed well, Show. I'm saving that for my TV debut. Oh, okay. Good idea. Yeah, you're right. You can't can't do both. No, it's a good idea. Oh, yeah. Because I had some stuff. If I need to blackmail you, I have like some easy pictures that I could... I bet. Uh, you know, the thing about blackmailing me is it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> But the yeah. thing is, it's also hard because, uh, yeah, send them out. I mean, don't send them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's some bad pics of me. Um, my favorite is titled uh, Shoe Dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I, I know that. I wasn't even thinking of that one, but, yes, that would qualify in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah shoe, shoe Dick is probably my favorite picture ever taken of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'll just let people's imaginations go wild with Yeah, it. I might have taken that picture. I don't even... Really? It's possible. It's, it it's is, very It is possible. possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, poor shoe. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is going to help you out at all, but he was also a frequent guest on the Colgate Comedy Hour. He did panels with Paul Julian, the guy that did the voice of the Roadrunner. Beep, beep. I talked about a couple weeks in the show, Soft Shell Crab. Yeah, you did. I had the opportunity at a taco place in... Geneva, Illinois, called Antrucha, which I enjoyed. Uh, uh, I, had a, I had a soft-shell crab taco. Ooh. I and I was going to say, that's the only place I trust a soft-shell crab taco in the yeah, middle of I, Illinois. I would, I would agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, it was it was very good. But it is just a little creepy. Like, you literally put all the, you know, the claw, the legs, and everything. You just eat it all, and it's you don't notice it. You know, there's no shell to it. You you the shell is soft, so you just eat it. And it was deep fried. I think they're usually deep fried, um, or you know, breaded and fried type of thing. So yeah. Oh, but they just put it in there. You, you kind of got to not look at it. I think is what is best. It was good, but it was just you know, for people that don't know, soft shell crab, you eat the whole thing. 
Yeah, there's a lot of weird foods. Like, I was watching a thing where people eat, like, jellyfish as a delicacy. Um, like, big ones. And there's, like, I mean, like, live squid. People do that. I don't know, like, sea urchins. Well, remember that we had, a, I don't know, a couple of months ago, we had the Tanzania article about the delicacy that was eating that type of tortoise. Like, the sea turtle and people were dying from it. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Exactly. Teaser, I got some Tanzania news coming up later. Interesting. I have a addition to what you're going to be talking about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. I want to talk about, Steve, a, uh, I went on a float trip this past weekend. Yes, I wish I was there. Yes. You the, picked the uh, one weekend I went to Shawnee. Exactly. But I, uh, so we were, um, it's in the Wisconsin Dells area. You, somebody, you know, I've got, probably talked about it on the show before. Somebody just drives you on a pontoon up the river with a bunch of tubes and then you just float back down for a couple hours. I think ours took like a little over two hours, maybe two hours or so. I um, did not know a pontoon was involved. That is a great addition. Yeah, you on the pontoon for a short amount of time, or you know, a deck usually it's like thing. a bus, but like a pontoon is way classier. Yeah, well, just easier for them. They just literally bring you right up, and then you just go right back down that same spot. But Wisconsin River is cool. There's a lot of sand, um, sandstone cliffs. If anybody's ever been in the Wisconsin Dells, it's the same part of the river where the ducks um, drive through. Which is the ducks, for those that don't know, are land and water amphibious vehicles that were used in World War II usually in the Pacific area of the war. Yeah. And a lot of blood was spilled in those duck boats. Think about that when you get into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. They're, they're labeled um, different uh, Pacific battles, like Solomon Islands, Midway, oh things God. like that. So I'm curious if they, how much of these actually saw I, I doubt any of them did. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it too, but... Um, and I actually don't think the ducks were a lot of times involved in the initial evasion. I think it was a lot of the times the, the carrying people on once things were cleared. Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. What matters is we, we did this trip and we had to wait uh, a while to, to get on the river, which was annoying. And actually, we, we thought this was we were actually not. So this is I was with a few friends and my family and we were about to be told that we were basically not going to be able to get in that day because it was first come, first serve. Once you got there, you're going to call ahead. Oh, that sucks. They they said they had like 400 tubes on the river. We counted. There was nowhere close to 400. It was maybe <laughs> half that. But uh, it was like we got there at like 1.30-ish, and then it was like, you know, they're like, oh, the last one goes out. At We waited like two hours or so, and they're Ugh. basically like, oh, yeah, there's still like 10 people in front of you. <laughs> my dad went up there enough times and then uh my mom went up one more time and they're like okay what's your name fine just go <laughs> like like it was basically one of the uh ace i think face was with us he said it best where he said uh you know the squeaky wheel gets greased first it is shamrock riding right? dirty so if you just go oh. up there and kind of complain enough times and we weren't even complaining just like hey when are we going when are we going you know they're just like okay whatever just go yeah. And so that saved us from literally spending the couple hours driving to get skunked. Oh, so that would have stunk. Nice. But I, uh, I, we went on the boat right up there to when we got dropped off. There was this lady, and I don't normally notice jewelry. But uh, after purchasing an engagement ring, I now know the cost of some things and things like that, right? So this lady had two gigantic earrings on 
So she said she was from Chicago. That her and her husband, or her and her husband, go here like every year for the anniversary. This was one of those times they were in a group by themselves, just two of them. Cute. So she had two gigantic earrings on that were both diamonds, and like one was about a carat and a half, and the other one was maybe two and a half carats. So one of those on each earring. Oh, on each ear. Sorry. So you know, two diamonds on each ear. Then her wedding ring. The main diamond on it was the biggest diamond I'd ever seen in my life. Ooh. I mean, like on a person. I, I, If I had to guess a carrot, like, I don't know, four or four and a half, like something insane. Mm. Um, and then and then the two side diamonds were maybe a carrot and a half each. And so we're talking. And then she had these crazy bracelets, which I looked up later, were like Cartier bracelets. And again. What's she doing on the in, Wisconsin in my, Dells yeah. River? And so my my thing is, if these are real, we're talking like 80 grand in jewelry she's wearing. Um, If it's not, are you really like, <laughs> are you like, <laughs> not only are you not like, maybe somebody has like a fake thing of jewelry, right? And maybe you get like one thing. But it seems pretty over the top to have like six pieces of like super gaudy, gigantic fake jewelry. Oh, uh, what what else was she? I mean, that's an. She was just wearing like a swimsuit, you know. Like it wasn't like you know we're we're about to go on the river, so it's not like she's like you can't tell. How was her bod? How was her bod? Describe her. Bod. If I had to describe it, <laughs> I would say nothing to write home to mom about. Oh. And my I'm, mom was my mom was there, so I'm gonna say earrings are fake, bracelet is fake, wedding ring is a hand me down from oh, the groom's rich grandma. Okay, that's fair. That's my that's take. That's fair. Yeah, I, you're you're right because I feel like that big of a ring fake. You're is. not gonna you're not gonna do that big of a ring fake. That the rings probably the only thing that's real. But I'm telling you, even that ring steed is probably forty grand. Easy forty thousand dollars for a ring. Oh I'm my telling goodness. you, like I, it was the it was the biggest diamond on a person I've ever seen. I would be so pissed. Maybe, maybe forty grand might even be light for what I for what I saw. I I would be mad if somebody bought me a forty thousand dollar ring. Yeah, I don't I just, know about any of you listeners out there, but that's yeah. I, I would be like, why don't you just buy me a plane? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't I agree. Point. I think that's it's an insane it's an insane amount. Um yeah, I just there's just the the person that would choose to wear that is very interesting to me. And then you're right, it's like she waited also from like the same amount of time we waited even longer. So it's like if this lady's got this kind of money right, you're gonna wait, you know, three hours for somebody <laughs> in to bring you tubes on the Wisconsin River. <laughs> you could have bought the boat by that point, right? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And just, also, yeah. you don't. I don't think you really go tubing with that. If it was super expensive, you're not going bringing that in the river. I would think so too, right? Yeah. Typically, people take off when they're going in water activities. You take off the the ring yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. Now, yeah, I, I agree. It's who knows. I I don't know the story. I just it things like that don't often stand out to me, and it did. So I I had to point it out. Well, I hope she's a listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry for the comments on the body. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Steve, what's going on with you? How was your how was your trip? Jay, the trip was good. Um, probably the most beautiful place in all of Illinois. 
uh, big cliffs, some crazy rock formations that look like uh, camels' heads, um, a lot of cool hiking spots, several caves. Well, not really caves, rock shelters. No, I'm a big cave guy. Yeah, just a good trip down down in the country. One thing that happened, uh, actually, I had a Chubstep listener, Chubstep John. Uh, he texted me after hearing I was going and said, I went there last year and got 30 ticks. Oh, God. But this was deep into the, uh, I, this was day two afternoon yeah. by the time I got this message. Uh, but luckily, I hosed myself down with DEET every 12 minutes. Yeah. I was a deep machine, but uh, my girlfriend got a tick on her knee. Mm. How, how do you take ticks off, Jared? Yeah, so it depends on if they're burrowed in or not. It was burrowed. It was deep. It was deep, yeah. I mean, tweezers you kind of need to get tweezers. I've seen some people, like, get a kind of a match and, you know, light the match and blow it out and then put it on the tick, things like that. I, it's, it's bad. I mean, I have some experience with ticks. My mom had Lyme disease or has Lyme disease and never really completely goes away. Apparently, She is a survivor. She's a Lyme disease survivor. Uh, and then I, the first time I ever grossly encountered ticks was at Martha's Vineyard. Uh, the, my cousin that lives there, she used to have these cats. I don't know if it was her or her roommate, but it doesn't matter. Either way, they would, the cat would come in and they would have to pick off these ticks every day off the cat. Ugh. And put it, in, and they put like in a jar of I don't know if it's formaldehyde or you know something like that. They'd have this jar of just ticks. I don't like that. Uh, they had to pick off. Yeah, if, if the key is to get them before they start burrowing their heads in, and by the by the time they burrow their heads in, then they can give you whatever little contracted disease that they potentially have. But if you get them before that, I think you're usually fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She had a tick, and I remembered. Uh probably like 20 15 or 20 years ago my sister got a tick on her neck and my dad was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna burn it burn it off yeah so i was just like i remember that and i was like well i'm gonna burn it off (laughs) yeah so i just took a lighter i was like all right hold still i took yeah i took a lighter but i didn't put it on the tick i put it near the tick because for some reason i remembered you're not supposed to so I just put the lighter like close to the tick and the tick just lets go and starts walking. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was like, damn, it's hot in here. And that's like, <laughs> that's the uh, perfect way to do it. Cause then you don't leave anything inside. Like you don't yes. have the tick head inside. your Yeah. Skin. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want the tick heads to be a part of you, you become half man, half tick. If you get enough tick heads on you. I actually have six on my nipples. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. It's an erotic thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not functional. So it's just a different of, type of BDSM. It involves ticks. It's like I just get really hot knowing that I have six ticks on my nipples when I'm just walking around like going to Popeye's today for lunch. Um, it just drives me nuts. Oh, you have your nipples pierced? That's so 2021. <laughs> it's all about ticks now. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yep. This is about the thrill of wearing another man's skin, feeling his innermost wants and desires, and being in control of his every single move. That's how you get off. Now, don't you guys want to get off with me? 
Jay, what's your uh, words per minute typing speed? Man, I don't know. I've never done a test. I took a test today. Okay. <clears throat> it's a uh, 45. That's pretty good. Is that good? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just remember there was a class in uh, in high school that if you wanted to get better at typing, you had to like finish. What was the amount? Is at least like 30 that you had to get. I thought it was minutes. like 60. I, I just remember at least, I don't remember what the things were. Is there a test I can take right now? I'll do it on the air. Oh, you can take it right now. Um, oh, I am above average for students. So okay. S- SMD students everywhere. All right, Jay, go to typingtyping.com backslash WPM dash test backslash. Everybody else playing at home. Typingtyping.com backslash WPM dash test backslash. Dash WPM dash what? Test. T-E-S-T. Steve, this is not a thing that's going to give me. I'm on a work computer. You're not going to. It's not going to do some porn thing or something, right? Yeah, Jay, it's all porn. Is it actually? No, it's not porn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I just memorized a porn. <laughs> typing, typing.com. Bags, but. <laughs> right, what did am I you start to do here? Type. You got to type. Okay. You just do one word and that's it? No, there's a bunch of words. What do you mean? Oh. Okay. Oh, Jay, I think you're screwing up uh, big time. Oh. <laughs> I was not. I was. That was not clear to me. Yeah. Uh, so if you mess up, you got to go back and correct it. Oh man, I hope you're under forty-five. Fifty-one. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> nice. My so you know from my uh, keyboard and mouse gaming days, my left hand is like really good at like moving around the keyboard, but my right hand is like I'm like using my one finger to <laughs> <both> the letters. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Um. So you just wanted to brag that by your 45 and then I just beat you? Is that what happened? Pretty much. Well, thank you, Steve, for sharing with us. I did not know where the test was. I actually was curious about what mine was. Um, and so that's good to know that I can keep up with the, with at least an average student. Yeah, always bump it up by 10 or 15 points. Just when you're talking about it? Well, Like I should at least say okay. 60? So if like an employer... Yeah. They're like, oh, what's your typing speed? You should be like 75. You want to be... Okay. You want to be 75. Okay. I think a crazy score... I think I've seen people maybe go 300. Wow. That's yeah. not possible. I think they go 300. Maybe. Steve, they the got, thing is, if I, if I get the 75, and if, if I can't do that once I get employed, what do you say to that? There, nobody's sitting there looking over your shoulder. I don't know. I might. Or if they give you a test, just be like, "Oh, I had, I have uh, arthritis." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your carpal it's getting tunnel. worse. <laughs> My carpal tunnel is getting worse. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. 
While we're sitting here, you said you had some Tanzania news, right? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the infection is now transmitting You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. I'm sure you've heard of uh, human trafficking, right? Uh, yes, I have. I've never partaken, though. I haven't partaken either, but, you know, I'm an ally. Um, or, I'm not an ally. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, what does an ally mean? Does an ally I mean don't know. you're for it or against it? You're I don't the one know. that's against it. Uh, Yes. Yeah, we want to come out as a firm anti-human trafficking podcast. So I'm sure you've you're like you know child trafficking, maybe like sex trafficking. You've heard of those? Yes, both. Bad. What about what about um disabled children trafficking from Tanzania to Kenya? Oh God, no, I've not heard about this. Well, uh, Kenya's ashamed of it. But sense. apparently people in Kenya go to Tanzania, find disabled kids, take them to Kenya, and then make them beg on the streets because they're disabled and they make more money begging. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I, how okay, much, so how like, much money are these beggar kids bringing in? Yeah, I would like to see. Okay, first of all. I'm going to go ahead and say something controversial. Whoever is this bad of a person that is stealing these disabled kids to be beggars, they, there's no way they've done the research. I want to see the hard numbers oh that show God. what these, you know, what the ratios are of, you know, uh, regular kid begging versus disabled kid begging. I did, uh, Steed, see actually a lot of this in India. That was the first time I really saw actual, like, disabled you know like it seemed like a large portion of the people begging were disabled in in some way Um, ah so maybe the able-bodied you know in other countries don't the people just don't give them any money yeah oh man that's a tough one uh (laughs) it's 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 crazy is there like not enough there's not enough disabled people in kenya they have to go to Tanzania or Tanzania has some weird ratio like that's it's just a crazy concept of like oh yeah I'm gonna go to a neighboring country specifically Tanzania and take a disabled kid and then first of all there's also a lot more work that has that goes into caring for somebody that's disabled so I don't think they give the best care to them you know (laughs) that's probably a fair assumption but it's still like you still have to keep them alive and stuff like that if you want to keep you making You do have money to keep them, them alive. Yeah. So, like, you're still taking care of them. Regardless, this is not great. I'm sure it's not uh, grade A, you know, medical care. But you still have to take some care of them. I, that just... I don't know if the if the numbers pan out the way they think it does. Yeah. I, I mean, it's tough. It seems like it would cost more money to drive to Tanzania... Get a kid, then yeah, drive all the way back, take care of them, then that kid would make in probably a year. Yeah, I I'm gonna go ahead and say something here. 
if you can spend this much effort coming up with a plan on how to make a little bit <laughs> more money, scheme. Can have it. Yeah. go ahead and just get a job. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe focus that energy somewhere a little better. You know? Maybe, maybe even put that on your resume. Yeah. How about, <laughs> yeah, a resume. Yeah, that could be a good resume. If somebody's going to be impressed by that, they're like, wow, that's a good idea. You could have, you could start a home that takes care of disabled people. You have all this experience. Do you have great uh, experience. Working with them. And give them actual, right, real jobs and stuff like that. One of my favorite things about um, uh, the the company Jewel, uh, I think Jewel is owned by Kroger, uh, but the grocery store, they hire a lot, you know, they hire a decent amount of people that have different sort of disabilities. And I think that's, a, you know, that's an awesome thing to give somebody that might have a harder time finding a job a job. Um, yeah. And so I think these guys, maybe they could just redirect some of that energy. In that direction, because it's a little crazy. Or just uh, redirect it into like Amway or like a multi-level marketing company. Oh, these guys would be great. This, I mean, okay, so this is what you don't get as much. I mean, these are the same sort of people that would be doing MLMs, you know, multi-level marketing in the U.S. These are the same sort of people that would be, <laughs> they just don't have that in, in Kenya. <laughs> like nobody's following for, falling for those there. They're like, no, I'm not <laughs> doing that bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, instead of, instead of Amway, I'm going to steal disabled people and that is their amway <laughs> that's their amway it's their multi-level marketing god it's bad that's bad <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, not a good look for kenya not not All a right? good look for kenya not a good look for kenya um my tanzanian news is tanzania food say it with me tanzania, tanzania new food oh tanzania tanzania news, news is, is tanzania food are you talking about Nayama Choma? Uh, no, none of those. Oh, Nayama Choma is grilled meat. Well, there is some kind of grilled meat in here. So th- I'm going to tell you something that me and my uh, wife do every... We try to do it every week. We pick a nationality and then we cook... Um, that week, we, the food we cook is just from that nationality. Oh. It's a, it's a fun way... To cook. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> you would have a fun time. You're going to love this style. Okay, listen to me. No, okay, so we uh, we started this. I don't know where this started, but here's a couple things about it. Is you learn a lot about what that's, what that style and culture actually does to food, right? You'll, you'll notice a lot of similar types of spices, similar types of meats a lot of times, things like that. Yeah. It also cuts down on grocery shopping costs. Because you end up buying a lot of the same ingredients. Like, what is some of the most bullshit thing that you end up having to buy a lot of that you need, like, one little thing of? I'm thinking of like celery, right? Turmeric. Yeah, turmeric, uh, celery, uh, cilantro, right? A lot of times you use, like, a little bit of the cilantro, you don't need the whole thing. But Oh, yeah, you have to buy cooking, a bushel. Yes, if you're buying three or four, if you're doing three or four meals, like, that's usually what we end up doing, like, three or four of these in the week. Yeah. And uh, if you do that... That one cilantro can last you sometimes all three meals. Sometimes all three of them, all four of them have the cilantro in them. All three or four have, you know, something shitty like uh, celery, that sort of thing. But so you're using what's more it, of what, What's your beef with celery, Jared? So, uh, I actually don't have a huge beef. It's just my beef is that you don't end up using that much of it. You, buy, you <laughs> just, buy this huge stock. You talking this huge a lot stock. of crap about celery. It doesn't have a lot of flavor. I mean, there's like no flavor. But I like celery. You buy a big stock and you end up using like one or two of the 
you know, no, because I eat it with blue cheese. Okay, well, I don't, I don't have blue cheese. I'll get you some. You give me some blue cheese, we'll talk. But the point is that um, what's kind of cool is you find then you know you start running out of the major ones pretty fast, like French and Italian and Mexican. And then you start have to diving into you know what do some of these other countries <laughs> have, and then you start figuring out what are their like staple foods. Like I found out I love like Malaysian food. I never really had Malaysian food. It's kind of cool, really? and you realize sometimes it's a combination of some of the countries around it, right? Like I started making Czech food and it kind of seemed like a combination of French and German, you know, you so kind of some influences there was sausage some... and bread. Yes. And a lot of gravy and stuff like that. Oh, so, it, it, yeah, you'll see themes throughout different, um, you know, foods, a lot of Viet- Vietnam, Vietnamese food is a lot of liquid based stuff. Um, yeah, you know, anyway, it's a cool way to do it. Fun fact for you, but I decided to keep with the Chubstep theme uh, a year and something into doing this, uh, I was going to do Tanzanian food. Oh, you haven't done it yet. I had never done Tanzanian food. I started doing it this week. Here's what here's what's on the menu this week. It's something called Pailu. P-I-L-A-U. It is a Tanzanian rice dish uh, that has a meat in it, you know, either chicken or beef usually. So a lot of Tanzanian spices that seem to be coming up are uh, cumin, Oh, big uh, cumin. So, yep. yeah, cumin, cilantro, cloves, cinnamon, and cardamom. Cardamom, I see. What the? What was that one? Cilantro. Cloves. I no yeah. cilantro. I thought that yeah. was only like literally in South America, just because no, it's on every taco. No, but they they also like Thai food uses uh, cilantro a lot. Things really? like that. Um, but they also global. have like coriander. It's a global plant. Yeah, yeah. Coriander, cumin, turmeric are also some of the spices in this. So that okay. was one thing. Um, that dish. There is a uh, cuckoo paka, which is a fun name to say. A it chicken. Is. Uh, that is a chicken uh, cooked in coconut sauce. Oh. Yep. Yummy. So that one. Uh, yeah, a lot of different fun stuff in there. Onions, tomatoes, you know, peppers, and then a bunch of spices and a lot of coconut milk and a lot of the stuff. Uh, another thing was michacha. Michicha. Michicha? I don't know. I think it's Michicha. Michicha. It's something. Uh, it's a spinach and peanut curry. Oh. So that one's kind of fun. Coconut again. Yeah, like coconut milk and A lot peanuts, of coconut. Peanut butter. I guess they are yeah. on the coast. Yeah, you got to think of Zanzibar. Yeah, Zanzibar. And some of these might be more themed to Zanzibar. Um, and then the last thing here uh, that I'm cooking is Matori, which is a... Banana soup, but this is where Tanzanians are calling this a banana soup. This is where, if you remember my uh, banana episode, this is actually more of a plantain soup. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's got some yeah. beef, but then it's like a yeah plantains kind of blend, you know, cooked and blended up, and then you use like kind of some beef and ginger and garlic and stuff like that. So it's um, an interesting one. Anyway, Tanzanian food. I thought we've never really talked about Tanzanian food. Uh, except for, you know, delicacies that people are dying from. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there is tasty food out there. And so far, I've done two of, the, two of the days so far. So far, has been very good. I was going to say they sound shitty. Um, really? Straight up, you know, pea curry? Come on. Not pea curry. The Indians. Was, uh, peanut, the Indians. peanut. I said peanut curry. Oh, I thought you said pea no, spinach and peanut curry. It's like peanut butter and coconut milk. Uh, uh, let the Indians do curry, all right? Yeah. They're the best at it. 
They're the I, best. <laughs> I, I'm not going to deny that Indians make the best curry, but I, I Thai curry is actually very good too, Steve. I like a good Thai curry. That's true. And Nepalese curry. Yep, Nepalese. Yep. Uh, that was my fun. That was my Tanzania news. Bing bong from Bing the previous bong. one. Bing bong. That was fun. Uh, I hope you save uh, one bite of each dish for me. I, I it's a little late for that, but I will post the pictures of the final dishes on the Chubstep Ooh, yeah. Instagram. I've been taking the you pictures know what? all the time. That might uh, boost our actual Tanzania listenership. Oh, good point. I think yeah. it will. You know, get some hashtags in there, like I'll hashtag yeah. Mawabi um, herdsman being pushed out. Hashtag okay. Magafuli didn't die from COVID. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Magafuli didn't die at all. <laughs> Magafuli's still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good one. Uh, was there something else you were to get to, Steve? Um, Jay, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. About my uh, trip to whatever, Shawnee. Um, I stayed at a horse campground. Okay. <laughs> so I had a trailer. Like, I rented a RV type thing. Yeah. Without the R, or without the V, but it was R. It had the R, okay. meaning there was no engine or, gotcha. tr- you know, it's just the trailer. Yeah. But it was nice. It had like AC and shit, but cool. it was like mainly a horse campground. So there's like horses running around everywhere. And I was hiking on foot like an idiot. Yeah. And I'm walking like a poor. Yeah. And I'm walking through the woods and I'm like, I bet these horses like probably walk about the same speed as us. Because it's, like, difficult terrain. Like, every step you're going up and stuff. I'm like, yeah. these horses probably got to calculate it. Dude, the first group of horses we saw are going, like, 20 miles an hour just up this trail. Just cruise it up it? Yeah, just... And it's, like, this whole family, they're like, Patty, what are you doing? They're literally just... Woo! Oh, what are you guys doing for dinner? Come to this spot. We'll see you there. All right, bye. (laughs) Get the cheesecake. Yeah. Get, oh, Jay, great callback. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we saw another group of horse people, a little bit slower. But they're sitting there with, like, Yeti drinks, just sipping beer or whatever they had in there. I'm like, God damn, that looks relaxing. Yeah. Big ass horses. I want to get a horse. Steed, like the horse Palomino. Like they're, the they are a great way to get around. I yeah. will say that. <laughs> you know what? That, that's got a real future in something, Steve. Using like horses to like get people around, go from I place know. to place, maybe pull things. Yeah, or like just, you know, go um, through the woods. Or that's, maybe you could uh, joust off them. I don't know. That's very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. I would... <laughs> Would have to see if people have tried that. I don't. I, some people in southern Illinois have. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. It, cool. yeah, yeah, it is. It is crazy that they can cruise up like that when they like they're not. They can't see their feet, and the fact that they got four of these feet that are like can coordinate to go up these crazy rock. You know. Yeah, and it, it I, it's well. like wall of persons on your back. Yeah. yeah. And you do this for like hours. I'm like, yeah. God damn! I know. Fucking horses are impressive. <laughs> They are huge, yeah. though. They are. That's yeah, one so. thing I'll say. Like, when you stand next to a horse, you're like, that thing is eight feet tall. And some of them are even bigger than other ones. Like, I saw yeah. when I was playing volleyball a couple weeks ago, somebody walked past us uh, on a Clydesdale. 
Which oh is my god, those are the w- biggest. The biggest horse. I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> it's the Budweiser horse for people that don't know. It's it, massive. Yeah, massive. If horse. you if you've never seen that up close, it's better than going to a zoo. Go <laughs> find yourself a Clydesdale. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, cool, Steve. I'm thinking we do our uh, table topic question and then wrap up the show. Oh, okay. Uh, what household disaster happened to you, Jay? I got, I got one. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I, I might have talked about this. Or I probably told you this story before. Um, this was when I lived in New York. Lake effect snow. Um, so we would just like routinely get like, you know, six feet of snow in a few days. And one of these times we got like six feet of snow and it all landed, you know, on our house. Yep. And, um, when they built our house, they like fucked up and put the roof things the wrong way. So the whole front wall, the whole front face of our house just fell off. Oh my God. Like, I'm not even getting like. literally the front of our house like just started falling off it didn't go all the way i think it went like a few feet but it was like falling off oh my god so we're like oh shit we gotta leave we gotta go seek shelter so we go and start like literally trudging through the snow to our neighbor's house like because your house is just filled with snow yeah it's it's like snowy we're not sure if the whole house is gonna collapse yeah i think my dad like wasn't home to like you know Oh, yeah. or something yeah so we gotta go to my neighbor's house so we go down the road through the cul-de-sac to my neighbor's and we have our dog jazzy with us i don't you probably didn't ever meet jazzy no real sweetheart good she was a hunting dog so we're like oh my god thank you so much for taking us in like we we thought our house was gonna fall down and they're like oh yeah make yourself at home and then jazzy runs up the stairs <laughs> and we're like oh where's jazzy going and Jazzy had smelled their pet guinea pig. Oh, no. So she decided, I'm going to break the cage and kill the guinea pig. Oh, my God. Which she did. Oh, my God. So then I just have, like, a memory of one of the neighbor children, like, sitting with the guinea pig in a blanket, like, dead, just petting it. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's sleeping. It'll be fine. Uh no, our dog killed their guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was funny. That's our house disaster. That's my house disaster. That First of all, it's every, I feel like everybody's got a story of how, like, a rodent they own tragically died. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be a common my, theme of my dog of times ki- by dogs. My dog actually killed several of my rodents. Yes, exactly. That's a bad That's a bad. <laughs> Same <scenario>. dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing I can think of the most in there's some i just don't even want to tell in the air because it's just so disgusting i don't even want to relive it but there was one where i was in the i think we were washing a dog in the shower i'm trying to think of a reason this this was maybe 15 or so years ago it was maybe like pug, was maybe like right? 15 or 16 we were watching right. washing a pug it was veto i'm pretty sure it was veto oh um i'm fairly certain this is what happened but i know i know the end result i don't remember why the shower was running or stuff like that. But the uh, the shower door is one of the sliding glass doors. Steed's very familiar with sliding glass doors. Oh, this yeah. was a um this was a frosted kind of pebbled looking, kind of wavy looking uh sliding glass door. You're, 
You're probably going to call that rain. Rain, sure. Yeah. It got off the track. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. really realize it. Oh, and no. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, you, you killed know, I your dog. Trying, I was trying to pass. No, dog. the dog was fine. <laughs> I was trying to push the, the door a little bit and uh, just to get it back on track. And just, you know, glass can be super strong one direction. And then you push, as you know, I'm sure, you, you yeah. touch it a little bit the other way. And it, the whole thing just shattered all over my arm. Yeah. Now it was uh it was tempered. Luckily it was tempered, like you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a scary moment all of a sudden just, oh, God, yeah. just <laughs> came shuddering down and it cut my arm uh not crazy bad, you know, not bad because it is tempered. Yeah. But like some scratches and stuff along my arm, and it was just the craziest it just went from one minute there and then this huge door is just all of a sudden in a million pieces. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm just like freaking out. Screaming out. <laughs> <laughs> Such a calm thing just turned into this disaster. Yeah, that's that's what that comes to mind for me. I remember for some reason it was right after watching the movie uh, Phone Booth. <laughs> yeah, me- memories Colin. are weird how they work. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you remember that and you remember the phone booth, but like the day before that, you have no idea what happened. No idea what happened. I don't even know what happened four days ago. You know, it's like I don't, I couldn't yeah. tell you. <laughs> I don't, you know, who knows how accurate that was. The one part I'm 100% sure of accuracy was the fact that I pushed the door. And you definitely broke the door. <laughs> I definitely broke. I don't remember the exact details of the, you know, who was at the shower, that kind of stuff. But I do remember pushing the door and it shattering all over my arm and, you know, cutting my arm a little bit. Oh. Crazy stuff. Um, people email the show chubsteps.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on Spotify. Um, we've apparently got hacked, so now they're saying that they're not going to display our Spotify ratings until more people rate it on Spotify. So, which is um, horseshit. Which is horseshit, as we Spotify. know. Spotify. Yeah, but uh, there we go. New episodes every Thursday. Email showchubstep.podcast@gmail.com. The show has ended. Be gone. Bye. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.